As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, I mentioned yesterday that I'd be announcing my 1-17 to for the Canterbury Bulldogs leading into 2022, so not next year, the year after that. Obviously, when Josh Adokar arrives, Matty Burton arrives. So this is going to be one hell of a side, and I sort of came up with a 1-17, to and then I went on their website and I had a look at their top 30, and there was another two or three blokes that I'd forgotten to put in there. There's still guys that I can't fit in there that I think are well and truly first graders, and a couple of young guys that I think are going to be really talented. So... The first one's going to be the fullback jersey. Now, there's going to be a lot of arguments over this one, whether you put Josh Adokar there. Personally, I would have one of two guys here, uh, potentially one of three. I would have Will Hoppawade. I think it's his best position. I think it's where he plays his best footy for Canterbury. I think Jake Avarillo, though, in two years' time, could be a guy that could have an absolute mortgage on this jersey. I'm not sure what position Avarillo is, but I think he's going to be a real star. So there's two guys I'd be tossing up there. The other one that people are talking about is Nick Meaney. Personally, I wouldn't have Meany at fullback. I'm not sure where I would have him. He, he At the moment, he's not in my 17, but, I mean, depth is never a bad thing. I wouldn't be shocked to see Nick Meany leave the club over the coming years. Uh, I just think they're going to have so much talent out wide, and I think there will be other clubs that will come knocking for a guy like Nick Meany with his speed and whatnot. So I'm going to go with um, Hoppawade or Avarillo there, whichever one you want to go with there. On the wings... I would go Josh Adokar. I think he's the best winger in the game, along with Jaden Ockenbaugh. Big body out on that edge. He was sensational coming out of his own end. Had some troubles this year off the field, which, which we all know about those. I think he's come out the other side. I'm really excited for that back three. I think that's going to be sensational. For the centres, Nick Kotrick would be one centre for me. 
We've seen him play a lot of wing for Canberra so far. I'd be moving him to centre personally. I want to see him with more early ball, not relying on someone else to get him the ball. And it means that he's a little bit closer to the ball. Just in general play, I want him to roam around and just cause havoc. So Nick Kodrick would be one centre. In the other centre, if I played Avrilo at fullback, I'd obviously have Will Hopawade. But then you've got, you know, your, your, your Dallin Wateni's a Lesniak. I think he's got to be in this side somewhere. If he's still there, I think he could be one centre. Nick Meany could be another option at centre there. I think I'd probably be going Avarillo at fullback and Hopawade at centre. Uh, as I said, my wingers would be Fox and Ockenbohr. You could have Dallin Wateni's a Lesniak instead of Ockenbohr. I would be happy to be versatile there. I don't mind. In the halves, you have Kyle Flanagan and you would have Matty Burton. I think these two are going to be stars in two years' time. They already are sensational footballers, but I think a year, especially Kyle Flanagan, I think a year under Trent Barrett will be sensational for him. And Matt Burton, obviously in that Penrith system, learning a lot over there, coming with Trent Barrett to this system, I think it'll be sensational, those two. So obviously, there's a lot of guys that that are missing from that halves team. I mean, that means Lewis isn't, isn't going to get a starting spot. That means Wakem won't get a starting spot either, which... These are two guys that I rate very highly, especially Wakeham. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. I think you'll see him leave the club. I think he's too talented to sit behind, guys. I think another club will um, headhunt Wakeham over the next few years. Uh, in the front row, I would go Dylan Narper and I'd go Luke Thompson there, English import. Two sensational front rowers there. They do a really good job at hooker. This is one position that I think they need to improve on. You've got Jeremy Marshall King at the moment. Uh, really solid footballer, but I think if they want to play finals footy and compete for a premiership, they need to go out and get a nine. That might be Brandon Smith. They have got a couple of guys in the outside backs and whatnot that they could let go, as I've spoken of. A couple of halves they could let go as well to free up some cash for a guy like Brandon Smith. I think they definitely need a nine, but if they weren't to get one, I mean, you could do much worse than Jeremy Marshall King, I think. I think he's really developing really well, and I think this year you saw his best footy so far. In the second row, I'd have Raymond Fitella Mariner. It puzzles me how Dean Pay didn't have this bloke in his starting lineup. I think he's a premier back rower in our game, and the way rugby league's heading, it's more suited to him. I think it would be great to have some halves that are taught by Trent Barrett how to actually use this guy because I don't think he's been utilised properly so far in his career. It would be really interesting. On the other edge, I've got Josh Jackson. I've always thought Jackson would end up in the 13, but... I just think Adam Elliott, the way that he was playing last year, the subtle ball playing he's got, I think Adam Elliott has to be your 13. So I'd probably see Josh Jackson staying in the second row. But I'll tell you what, Corey Waddell is a guy that's going to put serious pressure on Josh Jackson. He's going to be the captain of this club, so he'll probably hold on to a starting spot. But as he gets older... Corey Waddell, he's coming into his own, and I think he's going to be a superstar. So keep an eye, an eye on that. Adam Elliott at 13, as I mentioned, um, I think he's the best lock forward in that footy side. Uh, I've heard a few people throw up uh, Lachlan Lewis playing in the 13 role. I don't hate it, but, mate, I just think Adam Elliott, before he got injured this year, he was playing career-best footy, and he was one of the best lock forwards in the game off 2020 form. I think he was doing a fantastic job. So I don't see him going backwards. He's a real fit guy. He's a little bit more lean than some of the other lock forwards that are getting around in our game. And he's sort of, he, he's, I really like Elliot. He's really developing. And I, I, to be honest with you, two years ago, I thought he was going to be the biggest flop of all time. I just couldn't see it. But his game has developed so much. I really like Adam Elliott at 13 now. On the bench, if Jackson is starting, Corey Waddell would be on, on my bench. Along with him, Jack Hetherington and Ogden. And two really solid front rowers there. I love the Jack Hetherington signing. Um... I think I mentioned the other day about the best signings for the Bulldogs, and I completely forgot about Hetherington. I really like him. I love what he did when he went to the New Zealand Warriors last year, especially against the Roosters that day where he went head-to-head with Jared Ray Hargraves. He picked out the toughest guy on the field, and he went straight at him. I'm really excited for Jack Hetherington, and I think... I think you'll find Trent Barrett will be extremely excited about having this guy on the books. Um, 
that leaves the utility jersey, which, sorry, should have been jersey 14. And here, if you haven't found a spot for Avarillo yet, he has to be there. This could be a DWZ. This could be a Wakeham. I think he's going to be a superstar. Or this could be perfect for a Lachlan Lewis. If they still want him to be a part of this system, I think Lachlan Lewis would be perfect off the bench. He could come on and just play everywhere. Some weeks you might not even use him realistically. But I think Lachlan Lewis, he could cover a lot of positions. And the beauty of the beauty of their, 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 their back line is that if they have injuries anyway, you know, you've got Kotrick who can play a number of positions. You've got DWZ, you've got Hoppawale. They can all cover each other in the back line. And it would just be a matter of moving Lachlan Lewis out there somewhere to plug a hole. I really like the versatility he brings. But the one guy I will keep talking about is Wakeham. I think this kid has got something special. I think that he's, he's sort of lost in the shadows a little bit at Canterbury at the moment. But... I feel like I've got a good eye for ball players, and this kid, he's got something about him. I think that another club will headhunt this kid because they've obviously invested money in Flano and Burton, so wake him. He's probably in a bit of trouble, but, mate, if I was a club with an experienced seven or six in, in, in my system, I'd be grabbing Wakeham because I don't think he's going to play much footy there, and he might not pl- play much footy at another club, but I think that in a few years' time, Wakeham, he could be a really good seven in the NRL. So if I had an experienced guy that I could put him under under their wing and say, hey... Just come play it out in our system. Play reserve, great. Here, sit on the bench sometimes and just learn and develop. I think he's going to be an absolute star. I think he's the one that's really flying under the radar at Canterbury. But this team that I've named here, this is sensational. I mean, there's a number of really talented footballers that haven't even had a look into this side realistically. Like, I'm pretty sure Nick Meaney's missing out. Um, They're saying that uh, Malachi, uh, Dallin's brother, is now at Canterbury as well. That's the rumour. So if he's there as well, I mean... He's missing out on this team. So there's some real talent that's not making this side. If they do manage to land a hooker somewhere along the line, I mean, all of a sudden, Jeremy, Jeremy Marshall King isn't in the team. I think for this team, another guy that they could get, and I've spoken about him before, he's playing in England right now. It's Matt per, uh, Parcell. He's playing... I'm not sure who he's playing for. I think he's playing for Leeds. He was the old um, he was the old hooker from Manly about four or five years ago. He's a running nine. He's gone over to England. Whilst he's been gone, the NRL has changed. It is now centred straight at a hooker like him. I think he'd be sensational. This is a really strong forward pack. If they have a running nine, this team could really compete. The only worry, obviously, is their halves. They are going to be young. They're lacking experience. Unless you have a hooker with a heap of experience, it is going to be tough for them. And, I mean, fullback, Avarillo is also young. If Hopawade is there, that's fine. But Hopawade, he hasn't been a career fullback. He's floated around a little bit. So... The only worry with them is that in the spine, there are a couple of question marks. There is a lot of inexperience. It will take time. But I think this team, if it all gels and if Trent Barrett is as good of coach as I think he is, I know a lot of people doubt him because of what happened at Manly, but that's Manly. If you're not a Manly person, it's not going to work. I think you'll see Penrith. I think they'll drop back a little bit in 2021. I think it'll be B because Trent Barrett's left the building. I've got a lot of faith in this guy. And I think Canterbury, they're moving the needle. They're heading in the right direction. I really like the optics coming out of Canterbury. I think they've got one more big signing in them over the next year or two, and I think it needs to be a hooker, and I think it has to be Brandon Smith. I would love to see him land at the Warriors, but if this Canterbury side is dead set about winning a premiership, they need to find a quality nine with a bit of experience. Brandon Smith, he'd be close to perfect. Perfect. 